Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine, all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sacred Emergence. It's Michelle Wong, and I have another lovely guest for you today. Heather Adams is joining us by way of Seattle, not too far from me. And uh, welcome to the show, Heather. Thank you. Hello, everyone. This is so exciting. <laughs> yeah, so Heather and I met through Camp Sold Us. Not surprised. Ooh. All of my, not all of my guests, but many of my guests have been curated from camp. I'm sure. Um, yeah. And That's so, yes. And let's share how you and I met. We met because you were, um, we, well, you were first in the Ravens cabin, which was... Um, camp counselor that's that was my cabin and uh, I just love 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 you so um yeah you're so fun likewise and it was a great cabin it was a great cabin we had such like chemistry between all of us yeah um and we had the best chair but anyway (laughs) (laughs) all that aside that we were the best yeah Oh, I'm excited to dive into um, learning more about like your journey and having listeners learn more about you, um, like your story and what Semi Wu is all about um, and all the things. So yeah, I mean, it's so funny because I've done a a few interviews and every time I do an interview, my title and everything changes. What hasn't changed is that I'm all up in the Wu Wu life. And when I say Wu, I mean all things spiritual, including meditation, plant medicine, Reiki, even yoga, you know, on like levels of mind, body, soul, work in mind, body, soul. And I think for so long, the word woo was a disparaging remark. You know, I'm sure a lot of our sisters, um, you know, in the 60s and 70s took a lot of heat for you know, looking into astrology, um, for accessing, um, Oracle cards and, and using sage around the house. It used to be looked on as like something like the crazy lady in the group did. Um, and so being woo woo usually was met with an eye roll. And, um, when, when I rolled up into this space, which I would probably mark like five years ago, um, I loved that word. I immediately thought it was, this world was really incredible and there's a lot to offer. And now it's right. You can be woo. And it's also like called woke. And it's something that you should be like people aspire to be the um, sage stick wafting person in the community now. So using the word woo and semi woo was sort of like taking that back and acknowledging that like, there is so much worth in this world. And then the semi part comes from being a natural skeptic and mm-hmm. still being human and semi woo became this like symbol for the meeting of like my human and spiritual self and that moment it's kind of like if anyone's ever been on like a plant medicine journey when you're like getting all the like messages from the universe and 
you're feeling the connectedness of the universe and sacred geometry and you're like out there just and then like someone farts and, human <laughs> and then you're human you know or you, or you have to pee at the same time that you're having like a connection with your ancestor like there's this weird meeting of your human body and your spiritual self and um it is comedic. It's weird. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> um, so yeah, like five years ago, like to just give my background and story, I was living in New York City. I wanted to be a comedy writer and I moved there to be a comedy writer. I had been living in Seattle and um, we started a comedy show there, my writing partner and I, Amanda, and it was pretty successful. New Yorkers love comedy and things were going well. And I saw this like clear path to like writing on, you know, writing for Key and Peele or whatever at the time was my like top dream. Um, turns out, ironically, the comedy world is incredibly toxic. And it was very much so at that time. Very much so at that time. I was like, hell no. Like, I want to make people laugh. I don't want it to be this like substance abuse, alcohol laden existence that I have up till three in the morning trying to get two seconds on a mic to impress somebody that's doing what I'm doing. Mm. So um, it led to like this like temporary depression, um, which I'm grateful for. And I think depression, a lot of times you're like, Oh, how do I get out of this? Like, I want this to go away, but that's like a really fertile time to like mm. ask questions, you know, like if something isn't, doesn't feel good or feel right. Like it really paid at that time in my life to, get curious instead of like spiraling further downward. So wow, like anyone, I Googled, why am I depressed? <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, the internet can be like a tool, like a divination tool almost, right? Like old cards because meditation kept coming up. Mm. It just like, kept popping up. Like Google kept throwing up, why are you so depressed meditation? Or you were like- I, It just seemed like, you know what? I bet maybe- there was like two queries that said meditation, but when you're in a state to receive like a curious state, I think you see what you want to see. Mm. It could have been like, here's these great bars, go make some friends, you know? Yeah. Who knows? But at the time it was like, here's these meditation classes in New York city. And nice. I'd, never, I'd never meditated in my life. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought it was all like Buddhist, Buddhist monks and stuff like that. Gotcha. So, I went to a class and lucky for me at the time, mindful, which is M N D. Uh, it's like, an, it's like take all the vowels out. Mindful, okay. okay. M N D F L or something was just opening. And it was like the chic drop in meditation studio, like, like a yoga studio, but for meditation. And you could drop in all day and take these like 30 minute meditations. It was um, non-religious, non-denominational. It was super chic and beautiful. Um, and it had just opened like a week before. Now it's huge, right? It's all over New York. There's like three of them. It's incredible. It's where like some of the top meditation teachers are coming out of. At the time, they're like, ah, come on in. I don't know. Try it out. We hope we survive. <laughs> We're just like, and, and from there, like being in the meditative space, like my whole world opened up. Mm. And a month later, I was cut to working at a plant medicine retreat in Ecuador. Working, That's crazy. Yeah, it just totally um, realigned my entire life. Wow. 
it's pretty nuts. I guess I should add that a like a month or three before I left for Ecuador, I put on a um, meditation retreat before I'd meditated. That's <laughs> insane. Wait, so that was the thing. You were doing the meditation at Mindful, and then how did all of that come about? <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, this is my resume. Try to put this on paper. So a girlfriend of mine, Amanda, my writing partner, who was my roommate, had just come back from Ecuador and done plant medicine. She had been in a real deep depression. And, um, and like, so we each picked our path, right? One of us did meditation and one did plant medicine. And when she came back, we were like, look, we can't keep doing this comedy thing. You know, what do we do best? And um, years before, Amanda and I had run something called San Diego House Parties, which was this like big time house party circuit in San Diego. And we, at the end of that time, we had like artists coming from Coachella. That was like this big ass thing, but we were in we It was like incredible. So throwing events was always our thing. Okay. And we were like, well, let's put on a meditation retreat. Why? I don't know. Because we weren't meditators. Like. I don't even, I don't know where this idea came from, but again, when you're in a curious state and you're just kind of at your wits end and you really don't have a lot um, to lose, like that depressive state, honestly, it can be a really good time to just be like, <laughs> fuck it and try some new stuff. I mean, it's like fertile, so depression is fertile soil. I would not put that on a t-shirt, but I like, I I really feel that way. Like life already kind of sucked and this thing was exciting us. Mm. This meditation retreat. So we booked a house on Airbnb and booked a teacher and like I think there was probably like three there was like three people there. <laughs> and then like us three. Um it changed my life. Wow. It was it was it was an amazing retreat. It really was. And then after that I really heavily started going to mindful because I had learned this, this really powerful energy through meditation. Mm. Um, like weird things were ha like synchronicities were all happening. Like I would need like, like this is real life. I needed like these, two, I needed two hula hoops cause I was doing this craft and dressing up my apartment cause I was going to run out my apartment. And I was like, where the heck am I going to find two hula hoops that fit into each other? And then I would like go outside and there's like two hula hoops that fit into each other. So this is like a really fertile time in my life. And wow. the universe was kind of confirming that. And then I just decided to go try plant medicine myself in Ecuador. So and when I, you, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry if like our listeners are hearing an echo for whatever reason, when I'm interrupting you, it echoes. No, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so plant medicine in Ecuador, are you talking about ayahuasca or like what? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So there, they were two week retreats. I did the retreat myself before I started working there and you do ayahuasca and you do San Pedro and there's a sweat lodge and these shamans are indigenous South American and Mexican shamans, like it's their lineage, which was such an honor. That's intense though. Whoa. Okay. Really intense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So ayahuasca for listeners who don't know is what from a root? It's from a vine. A vine. In the Amazon, the ayahuasca vine. Um it contains DMT, which is they call like the god molecule, and this is a chemical that shoots through us when we're born and then we die. Oh, and yeah, right. So like that's already really intense. 
Um, and so it's a, it's about a six or seven hour plus experience there. It is really purgative. Like, so you purge like barf and the other way. Really? Prone, prone to purge downwards, as they say. <laughs> I didn't know and that. I, yeah, it's barfy. But here's the thing. Everybody's like all caught up on the barf side. And that's why I brought it up first. So we could like address that. Because what this medicine does is like find the things within you, physical and emotional and spiritual, old traumas, old stories, old hurts, old patterns that you don't need anymore. And literally uproots them and brings them outside of your body. The barfing is completely healing and clearing. And sometimes when you're barfing in a bucket, you know what it is like, okay, that, that was a daddy issue or two. And sometimes you don't, but all you know is that you feel 10 times lighter and that you let something go. So mm. it was the single most important. Now I can't say that because I've had a lot of these. <laughs> It was the most, um, it was like my gateway into where I am now and mm. who I am now. It was a huge deal. And the spirit of ayahuasca is this feminine spirit that's like kind of sassy and tells it like it is and had a lot of deep wisdom. Um, like any plant medicine journey, you have the like top realizations that we're all connected. Love is everything. Kind of like all the Beatles lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> And Bob Marley lyrics, like, everything's going to be all right, and love is all you need. Like They those probably songs. all did ayahuasca. <laughs> yes. yes. Like, I get all those songs now. Any <laughs> iffy little saying about open your heart, like, makes all the sense in the world when you're in that space. Um, but yeah, I, I ended up living and working there for about four months. Oh, um, cool. In the kitchen, developing their kitchen program, and cooking for everybody and managing that. And it was awesome. Wow. Yeah. Wait, what's the second plant that you said? San Pedro. What's so San that? Pedro. Um, so whereas ayahuasca is this very internal, like you can, you have a mask or you're in your own mat and you're completely, it's an inward journey. San Pedro's like the opposite. San Pedro's like, well, the way that we did it in ceremony, it's from a cactus and we sat in a circle and San Pedro's an incredible heart opener. I mean, if you've ever wondered if unconditional love is real uh, with San Pedro, you feel unconditional love, total removal of judgment of others, total acceptance of others, total complete passion. And it's coming from this source and we're all lifting each other up. And in that space, the shaman would work one person at a time and they'd get to come with whatever need, ailment, trauma that they wanted to give up. And I mean, you, you hear the gamut. I have really had the honor of being there for some of the people's biggest moments of their healing ever. We heard it all, especially over the four months. So is there a reaction to it or get a little queasy, but that one's not really purgative. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of ways to purge. You find that out like burping, yawning, shivers. <laughs> like it's, it's interesting. So yeah, San Pedro's more like a community community medicine is it hallucinogenic not necessarily okay not no i wouldn't okay. say yeah 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 so and then the sweat lodge itself even if you didn't have plant medicine a sweat lodge is a beautiful way to to cleanse and purify and have an experience so they did that with a woman shaman and that was that was truly life-changing i address a lot of like ancestral stuff mm -hmm. there and when i say that like 
problems carried down within my family that some I didn't know about, some I did. Um, I have a lot of incarcerated family members and got to like kind of reframe how I feel about that. It, the, one of the biggest lessons I remember, the plant medicine was telling me, you know, being trapped inside of four walls is nothing like being trapped in your brain. And you can be mm-hmm. walking around, quote unquote, free and still be imprisoned with your mind and the ways that we think and, and, and the ways that we feel about the world around us. So that was a huge deal. Wow. That's, yeah. that's deep and so true. Yeah. Like that's yeah. profound. Right. Like you can be walking around and still be in hell. And then I talked yeah. to my uncle who's been in prison since I was born from the three strikes you're outlaw. And he is one of the most upbeat people that I've ever talked to. You know, he's very hopeful and full of compassion. You know, like mm-hmm. he is free mentally, freer than some friends I have walking around thinking their lives are hell. So I'm sure he'd want to be out. And it's funny because he does have a Facebook and that's, I don't know if that's legal, but that's fine. That's really, I hope I'm not blowing up my uncle's spot right now. <laughs> <laughs> You won't mention any names. I want to his Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you spent four months in Ecuador and helping them with the program. Yes. Helping healing. We got to like hold the buckets for people and dump the bar buckets. Oh, and goodness. We, when you're supporting, it's so funny. Like we would fight over that job because if you're meant to be in service, then wow, that's mm. what you want to do. It was a joy and an honor to be that person. Because when I was the person that needed somebody to take my bucket or needed a hand to go to the bathroom or needed a hand on the back for just a second to get through a tough moment, it was everything. It was mm. everything. And so it turned out that I went there for a healer's healing. You know, this was work that I wanted to do, but I had no idea it would manifest into what it is now. I actually took time off to travel through Southeast Asia right after my four months there and go all over and learn about meditation in Thailand and Buddhism in Vietnam. And I also partied. I definitely partied. (laughs) I like intermixing, like partying and the woo and like really exploring like what this whole world has to offer you know some places were so somber and serious and it was all about suffering and then some were like just dance till the sun rises and feel yourself and it was like super hippie and like almost eye-rolly like idealism and um when I came back to Seattle again for the third time I started well awake, which was like a meditation teaching classes at corporate places. And that made the most sense to me at the time. I think a lot of people took that route. Like, okay, how do I like take this thing that I love, right? Like woo and meditation and like be able to pay the bills, like not have to get a server job, you know, which is what I had to do immediately when I came back. Um, And it was like, it like, it was really amazing to do, but it's really hard when you're like moving around. I was doing classes out of like co-working spaces and office spaces and it never like gained this huge traction and momentum. Was it because it wasn't wanted? I don't think so. I think I still to this day think that's like a totally viable thing, but maybe it wasn't where my heart truly was or I don't know, but for whatever reason, um, I kind of like faded from doing well awake Mm -hmm. We're like, it was pretty successful for like, and when I say successful, I mean like people would show up to my classes that I'd have a few times a month. Um, but it wasn't like paying the bills, mm. you know? Um, 
And I hated that that was what ended up being like so on the forefront of my mind. Yeah, but you still need to live, you know? I know. That's the thing, though. That's the kicker that I think um, people in this industry, and I know a lot of others are like, how do we like do what our spirit wants to do, wants us to do and calls us to and have a roof over my head? Right. That's kind of like when you said that, I was thinking about like Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic. Mm. You know, like sometimes you just got to have the three jobs or whatever to make right. your craft work and not right. use your craft as your crutch. It's so true. Yeah. That's so true. It's not what anyone wants to hear, right? Like, I think yeah. we all want to be like, yeah, like get a message from spirit and be like, quit the job. You'll be fine. Actually, that's what I did in December. So. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Uh, I'm an Aquarius, baby. We'll pull the trigger right when we feel we need to. I was in a toxic job, so I actually did just quit my job in December. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Flying on the wings of eagles right now. <laughs> um, I have been doing mushroom retreats, so mushrooms have always been a little near and dear to my heart. Tell me more because, well, I'm, I'm just fascinated. Um, because people will smoke mushrooms, just smoke or whatever. What do they do? Ah! <laughs> I don't have, know. You had, do you have psychedelic? Have you ever done psychedelic? No. <laughs> Are you ever curious? No. Have you smoked weed before? No. <laughs> I know. My boyfriend's the opposite, and he's like, You're so good. And I'm just like, It's a conscious choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And look, I'll be the first to say, and everybody needs to take heed. It is not for everyone. In fact, when I was having my deepest moments on these like crazy ayahuasca journeys in the foot of the Andes and the Amazon, like she was like, you know, you can get this from meditation. Mm. Like you can get this from meditation. It takes longer. I think it's harder, but absolutely. I've had meditations where I've gotten the same exact insight that I have after you know, a uh, plant medicine journey. So the thing is, it's effective as hell and it's mm -hmm. fast. Um, it is not a magic pill. Oh God, don't we wish it would be. Wait, so how do you take, is it a pill or you just like, what do you so, do? You inhale so it? Mushrooms is like you eat them. Oh, okay. Um, I put them in a tea. They, they, <laughs> I've never tried to smoke mushrooms. <laughs> I might try that. <laughs> so I know. Teresa. <laughs> watch it go totally off the rails um no but yeah you ingest them so like okay. some retreats you eat them in a pill i feel like that's like so removed i feel like yeah. anything in a pill like yeah. you want to you want to smell that funky mushroom smell and taste that funky mushroom taste so you like get a little closer to the plant that's my yeah, thing you do sense. need to heat mushrooms up a little bit to get their um full benefit but like certainly doing mushrooms in california in my 20s like we just ate them and they made you feel kind of queasy and like barfy. The tea actually takes a lot of that away. So okay, yeah, we do it in a tea. Um, we were doing we, and when I say we, Amanda, the same person <laughs> that I've been on this journey with, um, she runs the Buena Vida, which was the like kind of outfit that we started so long ago doing a meditation retreat. She's kind of kept that name going and is doing retreats in Mexico, and they're fabulous healing. Um, our whole thing has always been, we used to call them happiness retreats because we really wanted to have this like warm, fun, kind of like our house parties vibe with serious healing. So like when you have this uplifting feminine energy, 
um, inclusive space, you can go deep because we are sitting with people going to their darkest places. Mm. It really serves us and them to then have this balance of joy and happiness ticking away at these retreats. And I found that we can go deeper by keeping this balance. Um, you know, a lot of people come to the healing space with maybe a vague idea of their healing and then they kind of come across something like the true reason they're there. Some people come with a very specific idea of what they want to heal, but with the right amount of surrender and surrender is a muscle. It's not a, it's not like a given, like you have to really mm -hmm. like surrender is not Gotta easy. Work it. Most of us are little control freaks. That is one of my shadows. Hey, uh, hey control <laughs> freaks. Hey. <laughs> Like plant medicine's ridiculous right because you're handing over like complete and utter control it is so freaky before i go on any journey i'm like why am i doing this oh my god why how did i get here <laughs> i'm so nervous but then when i'm with the plant i can work on this level of surrender and meditation has helped me with that mm -hmm. it's helped me surrender into the moment to accept the ups and downs of life to accept the ups and downs of the moment and not run from everything that is is uncomfortable there are so many uncomfortable moments on a plant medicine retreat. Mm. And I'll add this. I did a Vipassana retreat, right? I did the meditation version of a plant medicine retreat, 10 days of silence and no eye contact, just as hard, mm -hmm. just as hard, just as deep. It was uncomfortable. You have to learn to sit with uncomfortability. And all that's done is make my life so much smoother because I really can't control what's coming my way as they say, this is so annoying. <laughs> you can only control your reactions, right? Like how you feel. Yeah. Um, and it's the same in the plant medicine space. You don't know what's going to crop up, but I'm, I'm so with you. I think a part of the reason why I don't even, I don't even drink is like the idea of losing control. And like, that just freaks me out. Cause I want to feel sure. safe. Right. So it's like, I'm not against, like I've entertained the idea of going to an ayahuasca thing, you know, but it's like, I don't feel like it's my path to like yeah. healing. Um, yeah. but like the control thing, that's a huge part of like, I want to feel safe. Um, but not that those aren't safe. I, I know they are. But, but yeah. when you're in that space, right? Like a lot of the healing, the way to set people heal things is confronting it mm -hmm. and then meeting it, addressing it, and then letting it go. This is the process of healing. So as those things are coming towards you and you're like, oh, here we go. I'm addressing this issue, this, this thing you know, um, you can tell it to go away. You can fight your way out of it. But a lot of people surrender and surrender their control and go through the scariness of not being in the driver's seat, which we never really are. Right. But we can like <laughs> <laughs> tell that ego. All right. Um, it is freaky. You know, I think a lot of what really would like sell a mushroom retreat from one person to the other is how, how safe you feel with somebody. And I, I encourage, you know, anyone thinking about a plant medicine journey, I would start with mushrooms. They are much, they're very gentle in like, you know, comparatively. <laughs> um, there, it's a shorter journey than a lot of other psychedelics that can go on for like eight, you know. I did LSD and it would not stop. <laughs> it's like 12 hours. <laughs> um, 
and um, they are their deepest message is connectivity, love, and love. That makes so, sense because mushrooms all about connectivity. Yeah, right. That's how they're. That's how that's they. How yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They're all about connection, and they um, have really good physical healing. So we don't talk about that a lot. Like I use plant medicine a lot for my physical health. Mm. Mushrooms are they're really fleshy, and they like to go in there and like turn over our cells and create new pathways and heal our flesh. And so they're doing like work. They're working, not just mm-hmm. on the spiritual side. Have you ever thought, of, have you done like a meditation, silent meditation retreat? I have actually a few years back. Um, I applied for one in, I think it's like Osaka. Like, where is it? On Alaska. Oh, Alaska? Okay. Right. okay. Not in Japan. <laughs> I'm like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and like, for whatever reason, I decided not to do it because timing wasn't going to work out, mm-hmm. but I've considered it and that would be something I'd be interested in yes. doing. Um, and then my other path to like, just breakthrough is just through breath work, like the part breath work, which I'm doing training on at the end of September. Yes. Good for you. Those are powerful. They are. Yeah. A lot of shit comes up. Oh my God. (laughs) And that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be plant medicine, but it has to be something where Mm -hmm. you are, you're surrendering to what to what happens to what's coming up yeah um so like those like those i can handle but like i think for whatever reason i think it's like maybe growing up you know drugs 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 some are good some are bad oh god yeah (laughs) oh my god yeah that's the truth so i grew up in a very strict household which i'm like how did i get here (laughs) my poor dad um a lot of people are coming to heal stigma around these medicines a lot of people are coming to heal really traumatic trips that they've had in the past Mm. and what for them i say you're super brave because some of these you know and they're finding healing in that you know it's if it's about set and setting the best thing i can do is keep a warm open heart and a fluffy nice fleecy bed and you know healing music going and make sure i keep the space clear and uplifting and Mm -hmm. full of medicine so you know, after that, it, that's the best, that's the best shot someone's going to get it. <laughs> to help you yeah, think. Course, Again, it, it doesn't take the plants to do the work. I just think the plants are here because there's so many people that need healing. Mm-hmm. It is, there, it is a lot. We're in a, we're in a bit of a situation right now and we're kind of moving into a new way of being. I think totally. they're here too, a new yeah. era, which you can just feel again, without plant medicine, all of us healers and people in the woo woo world, we know, we know what we're, we know that something's here. Yeah. I mean, threshold. I feel it totally. Right. There's a shift in our collective for yep. sure. And yeah. so I think the plants just are like helping a few people over the hump. <laughs> and okay, this is funny because most of the people signing up are in their 60s, 50s, and 60s. No way. It? it is not young little hippies trying to get high. No way. It is people, retirees. People in their fifties, we a lot of religious people. Wow. Um, people that worked a whole career, never did anything. A lot of first-time psychedelics users. So that's telling me that like this is people looking for healing. Maybe that thought they were doing everything right, and then maybe they stuffed everything down, and they need to uproot it, and that takes a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been really interesting. It is not people our age. 
Wow. I mean, that, and also I think like the generation, you know, back then, like in the sixties and the fifties, I mean, there was probably like a lot of the suppression that you were talking about. Like, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of suppression, a lot of disconnection, right. From their parents, from the government, from a lot of um, disbelief, a lot of people also, you know, you could go either way. I feel like at that time and you could like do the psychedelics and have your moment or you went the way and they promised you that everything would work out. And who knows where anyone ends up. Mm-hmm. I doubt there was one way, one path that was perfect. Yeah, no, I think it is like, that's different for everybody, right? So yeah. True. It's so true. So what do you do now? Because I see you hosting retreats, but you also host non-plant medicine retreats. Yeah, because you know, I love me some meditation. That's, you know, that's something we can carry with us. We use it in the plant medicine retreats. So I do something called reset, which is like a four hour um, day of meditation. And everyone's like four hours. I'm like, dude, <laughs> when you've done 10 days, four hours, lovely. <laughs> and what's cool about that is like, you have to surrender control. Like even in those four hours, it's like, you don't have your phone. You, it is uncomfortable. You know, maybe your back hurts. You hate my sound bowls or something like that. You don't like the smell of Palo Santo or you just want to freaking leave because you feel like I'm good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you can still get this experience of having to surrender to the moment, to stay in the moment, to return to the moment. That's what we need to feel uh, an absence of anxiety about, about the future or regrets from the past, which is a lot of times where we all live and what causes a lot of our illnesses. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our um, ill feelings. So I do the meditation thing because I love it. And then I'm doing mushroom retreats. I and think where are those? Where do you host those? In Port Townsend. So there's this beautiful oh. little yurt. That's actually where I did a breathwork ceremony. Oh, no way. Beautiful okay. little yurt outside of Port Townsend. Port Townsend's super trippy. Like there's a ton of plant medicine out there. Like, I, like it's a little witchy world. Like, <laughs> you know, I met someone on the airplane coming back from Seattle from California and she was, she's from Port Townsend and she was talking yeah. about doing ayahuasca and all of that. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Ayahuasca <laughs> combo, which is the frog medicine, um, 5-MeO, um, I, like, I lost I, you. I, right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of plant medicine and a lot of different things. But they can all be found in Port Townsend, Washington, I'm sure. I love it. I love Port Townsend. Peninsula. (laughs) I just love going for nature. (laughs) That's just it. And you know what? I was like, oh, maybe I'll do it closer. But I'm like, no, because there's something about a journey to the place to do plant medicine, to to cover water, to cross mountains, fjords. Okay, we don't have fjords, but it feels like there's fjords. You know, to like have this journey to get somewhere. It's the same thing with the energy exchange and having to put your energy out there to then get something back that I love that Port Townsend's the spot. The Olympic Peninsula is chock full of wild energy. And at the end of the day, if you were to sit somebody in front of a tree in the quiet and let them breathe and listen, that's healing. God, Mm -hmm. you could just do a retreat that's listen to tree retreat for a weekend. Mm -hmm. I would go to that. The time of their life, right? Maybe I do that. Listen to Tree Retreat. That's going to be in June. And I'm going to put that on my website. I love it. Sign me up. It's just half the battle is like people removing themselves from their daily life to breathe and come back to nature. Mm-hmm. Um, 
then you top it off with somebody that's warm and understanding and a team of people that sees you. Oh my God. Okay. Then that could be its own retreat. Just sit around people that listen to you and see you for two seconds and touch you and hug and see, you know, in this time when it feels like, um, so disconnected, so right? Disconnected, right. Especially yeah. in our city. And I know we get a lot of shit for the freeze, but this isn't the most like, Hey, what's up partner? How y'all doing town? You know, yeah, it can be tough. Yeah. Yeah. And even like, you know, right now with the whole coronavirus stuff and like everything's getting canceled, like all. So like, I love, you know, I'll, I'll still go to my yoga classes and my dance yep. classes and there's just, it's just people are showing up and there's like, we all need connection. Yeah. Yes. You know, we need each other. We do. So. And um, those are things that heal us, you know? Yeah. You take yoga and dance out for people, myself included, and I'm not going to feel as good. No. So, um, you know, I asked the lady that hosts the space, you know, are you going to shut down? She's like, no, why not? We're a medicine retreat. And I'm like, yeah, cool. I get it. Yeah. Like you don't tell people be like, oh, sorry, we're going to wait to take medicine because you could get sick. You know, <laughs> it's like, keep the retreats going. And you know, a lot of people are out of work right now and maybe it's the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the time. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We'll see who comes to this. It's always so interesting, yeah, when whoever gets called at the same time to be in this sacred space together. So. I love it. I want to go to your four-day, four-hour meditation. Yeah, reset. Yeah, I want to go to reset. Play the sound bowls. We do a journal. I'm a big-time journaler. Do you you journal? Yeah. Okay. Like diary, dear diary. I feel like I can like picture you journaling. <laughs> I am. I have so many journals and I've not thrown any of them away. Yes. And like, I was like, it's like now it's becoming ridiculous. And I'm like, I need to digitize my journals. I'm like, no, it's just not the same. <laughs> I will lug you it. read through them? <laughs> Sometimes I will. And I'm like, oh my God, like I'm entertaining and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how mine are. Like, or there'll be like different eras where I feel like, my writing's beautiful and I'm so insightful and like all these, and then others where I'm just like obsessed about some idiot dude that I barely yeah. remember and it's like pages and pages. So it's not always awesome to look back, but what's cool is like seeing those moments that like confirm how I'm feel today where mm. I'm like, Oh, okay. I was going to be here. I just was something I was going to do. I, I, I read back to my first early stages of my first mushroom retreats and how beautiful I saw the world after that. And I was like, oh, okay, there it is. <laughs> this didn't come out of nowhere, but <laughs> I love yeah. It. So, and the, on the meditation retreats, yeah, we journal, um, I get the sound bowls out, which are healing in themselves. Sound waves have that ability to cl- cleanse and clear us. Um, I said Reiki out into the room. So you're just in this big, juicy bubble of really positive present moment awareness space and it's so much easier to meditate when we're all kind of carrying the load you can drop into meditation so much easier in this space so i tell people that are experienced come and have like a really great it'd be like if you were like great at basketball but you had the crappiest hoop to practice on i'm like come to the olympic gym you'd be like hell yeah now i can like really get in it so i say for experienced meditators come to that. And then for people that are new to it, it's great because there's instruction. You can feel the support of other people there. Distractions are a little bit easier to manage because you have someone guiding you and you're going through 
three, four, five different types of meditation, including walking, you can do an eating meditation that's really profound. Um, but sitting meditation is the shortest part. Mm. So you kind of get to an idea of like, okay, meditation isn't the 20 minutes in the morning. It's having this focused day where you're paying attention and you're in it and you're, and you're present and you're yeah. present and your yeah. life is so rich because you're thoroughly enjoying the things you're doing, not distracted and what's next with success. So yeah, I'll keep doing those for sure. And I was doing it at Heart Center, which is this absolutely lovely place um, in South Seattle. So. Oh, okay. That's pretty close to me, spot. I think. South, Sun, yeah? South Seattle area. I'm in um, oh. Leshai, Mount Baker. Gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. It's also, I think like if you're not, if you're, if it's under a 30 minute drive, like it ain't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> We're also stuck in our neighborhood. So yeah. And it's in a cool part of town. It's in White Center. So I'm like, oh yeah, that's really, it's not that far from me. I love going to the West Seattle area and it's just a yep. further South. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great food. I'm not going to lie. I kind of feel like that's why I moved to White Center just for the tacos. Thinks no way. Great. I love I like, tacos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from San Diego. So like, it feels like California over here. Mm, is that where you are right now West Seattle area I actually moved to Seahurst we just Mm. bought a house and and so no one knows where Seahurst is yeah it's freaking gorgeous though it's south of it's even it's like eight minutes south of White Center and it's just this seaside town that's on the cliffs of the Puget Sound and there's a beach where you can bring your dog and like your dog can swim in trails and who knew I don't know it's weird and we feel like we live in a secret neighborhood that we like you and your your um partner yes you bought a house Mm -hmm. congratulations thank you exciting and all the horrible things they tell you about homeownership are true (laughs) and all the good things are true too (laughs) i want to come visit i want to come visit i love our backyard abuts the the trees in the park so (sighs) yeah i could have a meditation retreat in the back of my house yeah Um, yeah, but life is good. I'm still, you know, it's funny because Rachel from Soul Dust, I had a talk with her and then she kind of put this in an email that like she started Soul Dust and quit her big time corporate job. And, you know, from the outside looking in, Soul Dust was everything that I thought of like the pinnacle of success. And I still do because Soul Dust is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, the business plan or whatever it was didn't shape up to be the thing that would support her entire life. And so I think that's always the thing of like this balance of like wanting things to be accessible to everybody, marginalized communities, low income, upper income, everything, and being able to like pay your bills. You know, I don't want to be, have like a palace, but I do want my work to match what comes in this like balance. Yeah, totally. Like that, that, energy exchange right so that you're not I don't know crawling (laughs) right yeah like as you're trying to heal right it's not a healthy place to be a healer and be in a resentful or lack space right can't do what I need to do yeah very interesting I'm yeah sitting in that now as I figure out how much this retreat should cost you know that's like right before you right before our call it was just kind of like all my oracle cards and you, know, you get out the pendulum and the cards are like what do i do yeah, totally. but unfortunately the the best thing to do then is get quiet and meditate and just brain erase for just a second just like calm down and breathe but that's like the last thing you want to do when you have a dilemma 
<laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. Oh man. Can I ask you on the air? Yeah. You can ask me on the <laughs> air. Yeah. Like what you, I mean, and so this is going to be interesting for you because you're, you don't have an interest in going to like a weekend mushroom retreat. Oh, gotcha. But like what, like what, what would you pay? For a four-hour meditation retreat? No, no, no. For like a weekend two-ceremony mushroom retreat. Oh, my God. It's hard to answer because it's not something you're already like dying to do, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it depends. Like, would this be for newbies or just people who are curious or like returning both. people? Like people that um, maybe have done it before. People that, you know, saw the goop thing on Netflix about mushrooms and are like, I think that would help me. Oh, okay. Oh man, I have no idea. I just, <laughs> if it's too, and it, everything's included like food and yeah. all that and lodging. Yeah. Uh, so you have to factor food and lodging, right? Yeah. And then you have to also factor in the cost of the mushrooms. <laughs> right. Well, I have like my side of things, right? But when we're talking about like what people would pay, it's, it's so interesting because I'm from the service industry. So we don't, make a ton or our, our wages are like kind of up and down. And right now they're probably not great. In the yeah. But then, you know, you have people that have like a tech job and they're like, Oh great. I could do this. And that's not, right, I want right. to serve our whole community, not just people that can flippantly get a retreat. Just go. Yeah. And then maybe a sliding scale and be specific yeah. about the income brackets. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Cause I think about like retreats in the Amazon, right. That offer mm -hmm. that. And I've seen them like, okay, well the retreat itself is like maybe two, $3,000, but you have to get the yeah. plane ticket. Right. Right. So for something more local, I don't know, maybe like one to 2000. I have no idea. That might be yeah. like, I've, I, you know, I asked friends this and some are like two or $300. <laughs> oh my goodness. I've got quite a range. I've got quite a range to work with. <laughs> Oh my goodness. It come from heart, right? At the end of the day. But man, you know, I see mostly kind of older white people in the plant medicine space. And they can afford me it. because yeah. they're getting like really deep, again, ancestral healing. So this is flowing out to all their generations, all their generations. This is something so many people need. And it's just, it's starting to bum me out that it's a really there's a lack of diversity in this healing space. Yeah. So, and also like affordability, yeah. right? Like, right. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. really at the end of the day, what the disparities, right? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You can be any color and be broke or rich, but um, wanting it to be accessible for all incomes, but still support my own life. What, what, a, what a journey. Yeah. And like, for <laughs> me, like for me, like in terms of when I said like one to $2,000, because I know the benefit that it can offer someone. Yeah. So like, if yeah. I'm really wanting a change, then I'm like, I can see the value in it, but I'm different. Right. Like, well, I think you're, you're not wrong. Right. Because if somebody's like, I think this thing can help me and they feel it in their heart. Yes. Then the price is like what you'll pay for something goes up. Yeah. I remember when I had sciatica, I would have paid a billion dollars to not have sciatica. So like, <laughs> You know, but then there's like, that's ethical, right? You're like, oh, what are people willing to pay? And you can yeah. go down that journey. It's, it, it is interesting, the spirit and energy of money in the, then that's a podcast in itself. Um, you know, monetary energy in the woo-woo space and mm -hmm. how to like hold that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
You are a delight. I can talk to you forever. Yeah, we should. You got to come over. <laughs> we need to do that. Set a date. Um, how can people learn more about you? Yes. On my website, semiwoo.com. That's S-E-M-I-Woo.com. Got the Instagram and the Facebooks, of course. And um, the retreat is on April 10th. And um, on the website or my Insta, there's ways to sign up. Don't have a price yet. I will. It'll be somewhere between $200 and $2,000. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's the scale. Um, and I am absolutely in love with people and I'm absolutely in tune with healing. And I can't wait to knock out another beautiful healing retreat. They're so much fun. They're deep and profound and they're light too. I don't know how you can have something profound and light, but it's, that's the plant medicine space. Mm. And I will be doing meditation for my meditation homies, of course, more resets. So yeah. Awesome. Stay tuned. <laughs> Yay. Well, definitely check out Heather at her website. And then Instagram is also at semi-woo. Yep. Okay. Awesome. At semi underscore woo. Couldn't get that. Semi underscore Couldn't woo. Couldn't get Got the it. non underscore one. There's like some cool chick in Korea that's like, Gets, gets to have it. Maybe I'll talk to her one day. <laughs> <laughs> I did like write her. So anyways. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, amazing. Well, thank you so much, Heather, for your time and for sharing your thank wisdom. You, You're so sweet. I can't believe not so long ago we were cabineted up at beautiful Camp Solda. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right everyone um definitely share this episode tag us both on instagram and i will see you all soon take care join our free private facebook group community sacred emergence to receive more connection guidance and support and take part in our five-day inner confidence challenge to not only boost your confidence but to help activate your inner leadership details in the show notes thank you for listening to the sacred emergence podcast Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and thank you in advance for sharing this with others who can benefit. Until next time.